Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's Wednesday, June 14th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. I've got five briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, we're a few hours away from learning whether interest rates in America will be going up, down, or staying flat. So we'll talk about what the Federal Reserve is likely to do. Second, the Biden administration gave a green light to a battery factory in Michigan yesterday, but it's going to be operated by a company with loyalty to the Chinese Communist Party. Third, I've got an update for you on America's border crisis. Criminal gangs are targeting migrants with extortion. I'll tell you how a phone app is driving part of that problem. Fourth, Mexican cartels are moving some of their drug labs to avoid detection. So I'll tell you what country they are moving those labs to. Fifth, the CIA warned Ukraine not to bomb the Nord Stream pipelines last summer, but apparently Kiev did it anyway. We're going to talk about that bombshell update just a little bit later. Then we close out the podcast with a listener question. This one is from Ricardo in Atlanta. He's worried about some Russian nuclear weapons. They're heading to a country called Belarus. So we'll talk about that and what it means. But first, let's get to our top story of the morning. In a few hours, the Federal Reserve will announce what exactly they're going to do with America's interest rates. So whatever they decide, that will absolutely affect how much you pay for things like home mortgages and credit cards and car payments. So let's talk about what they will likely decide based on some reporting from Bloomberg News, Forbes Magazine, Fox Business, Axios and Business Insider. And let's start with this. The Fed will be looking very closely at a report that came out yesterday showing that consumer prices for the month of May were pretty flat, and that's good. The Labor Department reported that the Consumer Price Index, which captures inflation in the country, was up just a touch, 0.1%. So that overall flatness uh, actually was reflected on prices going down for things like electricity, gas, and meat, but going up for other things like rent, and most especially rent. More on that in a second. Overall, though, this report that we got yesterday from the Department of Labor is good news in that it takes pressure off the Fed to raise interest rates immediately, but probably not enough to hold off that rate increase indefinitely. And that's because core inflation is still at 5.3% and the Fed wants that number around 2%. So that's why most economists are predicting that while we'll, uh, we'll probably see a pause in the rate hikes today, we're also going to probably see a rate increase in the months to come. Now, speaking of, let's talk about what the rates are these days. As of yesterday, here's what you would get with good credit, right? Mortgage rates, they're around 6.71%. Credit cards, 23.98%. New car loans, those are about 6.58%. And used car loans, just north of 11%. Now, as we all know, those numbers are a lot higher than just one year ago. And that's because the Fed is jacking up interest rates to slow down the economy. 
with the idea that a slower economy usually means lower inflation. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the essence of what the Fed is wrestling with this morning and early afternoon. We'll see what they do. But before we move on, let's actually dive a little bit further into the numbers. Some very good and interesting news here. First, inflation is staying at that 5.3% in part because rents are just so high across the country. In fact, they're going up in the Midwest and on the East Coast, although they're dropping a little bit out West, so that's good. Regardless, rents, generally speaking, across the country are mostly up and they're pretty sticky. All right. Next, that credit card interest rate at 24%, well, that is bad because the nation's overall credit card debt is at a record $990 billion, right? And that means that a lot of folks are on a financial knife's edge, and that offers a very clear warning sign for both the Fed and the overall economy. Finally, as for those high rates for cars, right? I've reported previously that uh, wholesale prices for purchasing a vehicle are actually starting to come down. Again, those are the prices that the dealers pay for cars. We're just not seeing that reflected yet in what is known as the retail price. That's obviously the price that you pay at the car lot, which means generally that we should start to see lower retail car prices probably by the end of the summer or into the fall. But until then, know that if you are in the market for a used or a new car, right, those dealers have a little bit more wiggle room than they probably would like to tell you. So don't be afraid to haggle. Bottom line, folks, is that the American economy, it's not necessarily in great shape, but it is not as bad as we feared this past winter. Now, if that changes, I'll let you know. With that, let's move on to our second brief of the morning. There's a new factory being built in Michigan. The U.S. government just agreed to it yesterday, and that should be cause for celebration, you know, more jobs. But there's just one problem. It's a Chinese company that is building this factory, and it has clear connections to the Communist Party in Beijing. So here's that story as reported by Fox News, but it's actually one that I first brought you back on April 18th. But to refresh our memories, last year, the Chinese company Goshen pitched a $2.3 billion factory in the small city of Green Charter Township, Michigan. That's about 60 miles north of Grand Rapids. So they plan to build at this factory some lithium-ion batteries for electric vehicles. Now, some people were thrilled with this idea. That includes the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. But others were not so excited. And that's because in Goshen's corporate bylaws, they admit that they are required to, actually, let me just quote them, set up a Communist Party organization in Michigan to carry out party activities in accordance with the constitution of the Communist Party of China, end quote. Okay, well, the Biden administration and uh, something called the Committee on the Foreign Investment in the United States, or CFIUS, they examined this company and this deal for any national security threats. And they announced yesterday that there were none. The committee found that the Chinese plant was not a covered real estate transaction under the Defense Production Act. So the factory probably will be built. So for what it's worth, it appears that there are no additional steps preventing this enterprise from setting up shop. Although Goshen is saying this morning that they're not quite done with what they are referring to as due diligence. I'm just not sure what that is or what it means for a communist. Regardless, I will keep you apprised of any details and developments. With that, let's now move on to our third brief of the morning. U.S. border officials have shut down a migrant processing facility in Laredo, Texas, 
after migrants who had appointments for their asylum applications were being targeted for extortion. So here's what was happening. Criminal gangs were demanding $500 per migrant as they were walking to the border checkpoints. And the migrants were paying. And the reason why is that if the gangs blocked these migrants from getting to their appointments, they would miss their allotted time. And that would likely mean that these migrants wouldn't get another appointment, at least not anytime soon. So the gangs knew that, the migrants knew that, and that is why the migrants paid up. That is, by the way, according to reports from the Associated Press and Reuters News Service. So it's unclear this morning as to whether or when U.S. consular officials or Customs and Border Protection officers will reopen this crossing in Laredo. Apparently, what they're waiting on is the Mexican police and military who are supposed to be clamping down on this. But unfortunately, they are not as of this morning. So until then, these migrants, especially in Laredo, have a choice. They can choose to cross illegally or they can try a different port of entry somewhere else along the border. And that, folks, is why I previously used those facts and data to offer this next opinion and analysis. There are 60,000 migrants waiting at the border, and they're using a phone app. It's actually built by the Department of Homeland Security. And they're using this app to schedule these asylum interviews and and, uh, appointments. And what I've offered to you all is that it is unclear or how long these migrants are going to wait for this app to actually work, to function, because so far it's been pretty glitchy. Well, to that issue, we can now add this extortion ring concern. Of course, now this means that all these migrants have additional pressures to figure out what to do. Do they decide to make a run for it or do they try to wait in line? And that is why I think it is much too early to call it a victory on our southern border, as in fact, Biden and his team have done over the past month or so. At any rate, I'm going to keep you posted as I learn more about this extortion ring how many other places it's operating, and then ultimately how that will impact those 60,000 migrants deciding, well, what they should do next. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. Enjoy the following messages from our sponsoring partners with one quick reminder. If you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or a service, then I do not endorse it. Instead, it is a message coming from your podcast platform based on who they think you are. We'll be right back. Folks, there are two things that I speak a lot about on The Right Report. First, we live in a troubled world, especially with China and the prospect of war with Beijing. Second, I talk about America's obesity crisis and how important it is to find ways to exercise and eat well. Thankfully, I've got a solution for both. ArcSeedKits.com, a provider of high-quality heirloom seeds that give you food security and a healthy body. Now, some of you have asked me, Brian, why should I pay a premium for heirloom seeds when I can buy cheaper stuff from online outlets or big box stores? Well, Arc Seed Kits give you the type of seeds that our grandparents had, right? You can save seeds from each year's garden crop and replant them year after year. Plus, Arc Seed Kits have all of the variety you need, folks. Listen to this. Six types of beans, four types of squash, seven tomatoes, two corn, two peas. Woo! Don't even get me started on the root crops, like beets and rutabaga and carrots. So all in all, we're talking about 65 varieties of fruits and vegetables. And here's the best part. These seeds come from a family-owned farm in northern Michigan. No mystery seeds that you might get from an online or big box store. So do yourself a favor and buy the all-in-one seed kit. 
Go to arcseedkits.com. That's arc, like Noah's Ark, arcseedkits.com. Enter right as a promo code. That is W-R-I-G-H-T, and you will get 10% off your order. So be prepared and invest in food security. Go to arcseedkits.com today. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our briefs this morning with a pivot towards international news. The Mexican Sinaloa cartel is on the move this morning. They're moving part of their drug operations from their home turf to other countries in Central and South America. And they're doing this because they want to spread their risk of detection. In other words, to diversify the locations of their drug operations. And apparently they have chosen the country of Colombia to do that. So let me tell you why with details as reported by the folks at Fox News with this first bit of history. So about six months ago, two Sinaloa cartel members rented some beautiful apartments in a very exclusive high-rise building in the city of Bogota. And they set up what are called fentanyl kitchens. In fact, they they can cook upwards of 100,000 pills a day. Now, to be clear, this is not or this wasn't a permanent base for the cartel, just one of dozens of what they called testing sites, right? Testing to see if or how successful they might be. But the reason that they migrated or chose Colombia, and in fact, why they continue to move some of their operations to this country, is because of this. There is a widespread degree of corruption inside the hospitals, pharmacies, and clinics of that country, meaning that the cartels can buy high quantities of fentanyl, right? They don't need Chinese chemicals. And then they then mix that with other drugs like heroin. By the way, we know all of this because the two men from the Sinaloa cartel who rented these high-end apartments in Bogota, well, apparently they were discovered by U.S. law enforcement. And when they worked with Colombian police, they arrested these two turkeys and they started to sing once arrested. So all in all, congratulations to U.S. law enforcement. Keep up the good work, boys. Finally, this morning, we need to talk about a tail wagging the dog. So to refresh our memories on that idiom, I introduced you to this concept back on June 7th, and it had to do with Ukraine and the United States. So it's an expression that is used to describe when a, a junior nation, in other words, the tail, starts dictating terms of engagement to the senior nation, in other words, the dog. Right, and as I told you about back on June 7th, there's a case to be made that Ukraine, which again is the junior partner, the tail, is dictating terms of military engagement to the United States, which is the senior partner or the dog. And just to be obvious here, it shouldn't be that way. We are the world's superpower. We should be controlling the tail. But I made the argument that we're not. 
Well, this morning, I would like to offer you an update to that argument with some fresh reporting out yesterday from the Wall Street Journal and a German newspaper called Zeit. And it has to do with some blowing up pipelines. To refresh our memories on this, someone destroyed the Russian-owned Nord Stream gas pipelines last September. Now, there's been a lot of debate about who did it. Russia blaming the West, the West blaming Russia. But as we are learning this morning, it was the Ukrainians who were apparently responsible. That's according to Dutch intelligence, which apparently discovered last June that Kiev had a plot to blow up those pipelines using their special forces. The Dutch then shared that intel with the CIA and the Biden White House. Well, the CIA director, William Burns and Joe Biden, both apparently told Kiev that Ukraine should not proceed. But apparently, Kiev did anyway. In fact, they didn't do much to alter their original plans. They only made some modest alterations, like renting a boat in Germany versus Poland. But here's the thing. That boat was apparently part of their undoing. According to German press, after the Ukrainians planted the bomb, they returned the boat to the German dock, but failed to scrub it down. And that gave investigators a chance to look for bomb residue, plus search for DNA and fingerprints. And here's what they found. They discovered remnants of bomb-making powders, plus fingerprints and DNA, that matched at least one known Ukrainian Special Forces operator. Oh, dear. Now, I should note that this is all speculation at this point, but I'm bringing it to you because of this. Based on my personal understanding of what happened and my own sources, these details are a part of the story. Not all of it, but a key part. All right, which takes me back to the tail wagging the dog. So let's assume that this Dutch intel is real, right? Let's ask ourselves then, why did this junior partner in Kiev right, tell its senior partners in Washington, D.C. and Berlin and Paris to, well, effectively to stuff it, that they're going to do this operation anyway? In other words, why does the tail think that it can wag the dog? Well, let me give you what I think is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Last Thursday, Joe Biden announced another $2.1 billion in aid for Ukraine. And as he did, he said this, quote, I believe that we have the funding necessary to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. And let me repeat that last part. For as long as it takes. So when President Zelensky hears that, it is a green light in his mind to do as he wants. Right? He believes that the West is going to be there for him for as long as it takes, and involving whatever number of dollars it takes. And he behaves accordingly, such as blowing up pipelines, even when he's told he can't. Now, as ever, I do not blame Zelensky for taking advantage of this situation. He's acting in the best interest of his nation. But to be clear, this tail wagging the dog relationship, it means that we will pay the price if Zelensky drags us into something that we didn't approve of, because we're going to have to rush in to defend him regardless. And that, ladies and gentlemen, at least from my optic, that is a terrible position to be in. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. So enjoy this next break, remembering that if you don't hear my voice on these next messages, I don't endorse it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. I got an email from Ricardo in Atlanta. 
He has seen some reports about Russia deploying its nuclear weapons, or at least some of them, to a country in Europe, just north of Ukraine, and it's called Belarus. So Ricardo said, quote, does this mean that we are heading for a nuclear war or is this a, a Putin bluff of some kind? Let me know, because if we are all going to die soon, I want to blow all my savings in Vegas. Well, Ricardo, I, uh, I can't help you with your plan uh, regarding Vegas, but I do know this. Russia is, in fact, deploying nuclear weapons to Belarus. And while it is not Armageddon, it's not great either. All right, so let's start with this. Just north of Ukraine is, well, it's a quirky neighbor. It's called Belarus, formerly known as Belarusia or White Russia. And I describe this place as quirky because that's probably the most gracious thing I can say about it. It's really honestly just weird, if I'm going to be honest. And that's largely because it is led by the weird man, President Lukashenko. He is commonly referred to as the last dictator of Europe because he rules that place with an iron fist and has done since, I believe, 1994. And that's a shame because that country is absolutely gorgeous and the people are lovely. But what is important to know this morning is that Lukashenko is dependent, utterly dependent on Moscow, both economically and politically. So that's why when Putin tells him to jump, Lukashenko generally says, how high? Right? And that takes us to your concern, Ricardo. Last March, Putin said that he's going to be moving tactical nuclear weapons from Russia to Belarus. Now, he clarified that they would still be under his control, Moscow's control, but he said he wanted to put them there just in case NATO or the West ever decided to invade Belarus. For what it's worth, we don't know how many nukes that Putin is planning to send to this country. Estimates are 10 to maybe 20 to 30. So does that mean Putin is going to use them? Well, unfortunately, I don't know. But if Putin does, well, Ricardo, I think you're pretty safe to book that hotel in Vegas. Because at that point, the West will have to respond. Maybe with a tactical nuclear strike of its own. Maybe not. But regardless, it's a global crisis at that point. And that is actually when I'm going to be heading to Vegas with you, Ricardo. So <laughs> get one of those big suites you know, and save me a room. By the way, I recommend the Bellagio. Nice hotel. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.